Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Charlene. Happy Tuesday to everyone. God is awesome and just powerful testimonies of what the Lord has been doing all over the world, and we are so grateful. Um, just want to let you know, um, getting warmer, it's 6 degrees C, um, Celsius in Toronto, so it's getting beautiful. 6 degree, we really appreciate that. So I'm thanking the Lord and praising Him. And I just want to say again, thank you for all the prayers that has been ascended for Button to Christ and for us as we go out, as we pray for others. There's so many people that we are working with, and we are just so thankful. Um, at times, I will receive <coughs> mails, um, texts or email with just people appreciating the ministry. And um, I received one. I think it was uh, Sabbath afternoon. I received one. <clears throat> don't know if my sister is online, but he's just telling how much they appreciate the ministry and how much they have been blessed. And I'm just thanking the Lord for that. It does a lot when, you know, <clears throat> we get these messages just so that people appreciate and they are praying for us because that's what we survive on people praying for us because it's we're on the front page um yesterday also i received a a mail from somebody in a different church a, a woman of god in a different adventist church in toronto and she's just saying again that she has been spreading the message and sending the sermons out and people are so blessed and people's eyes have been popped open Again, I'm just thanking the Lord and praising Him for the support and the prayers, you know, of the brethren. We really need the prayers, you know. We see different people in different countries that is praying for us in St. Lucia, in Jamaica, in UK, in the U.S., in New York. You know, we have Sister Frances and others that is really praying for us in New York, Sister Dell. There is so many people praying for us, uh, have different groups. In UK, we really have a big audience, not only in Kent, but in different parts of, of the UK where people are praying for us. Uh, different areas in the rural areas, you know, of, of, of different countries, people are reaching out and praying for us. And we really appreciate it because we know that it's high time and Christ is coming soon. And we've seen all the signs of what's going on. Yesterday, someone sent me a, 
a picture of a, a young lady um, in Jamaica. She's 20 years old, and she was murdered by somebody who worked close to her, lived close to her, and she get a ride with every morning. And he decided to make a U-turn to rape her and to murder her. But praise God, they caught him. He turned himself in. It's on the Internet. So, you know, the, the evil, the gross evil around the world, you know, it's getting worse and worse. And um, uh, I was looking at it, looking at the news, and I'm saying, wow, where can we move to? I mean, you can look and say, okay, I'm going to go to this country because it's more peaceful. Well, you just don't know. We can only run in the arms of the Lord. We don't know. Where do you plan to retire? Or where do you plan to run to? Is it in Canada, up into the hilly areas? Where do you plan to run to? Because sometimes we think that we escape. And we are okay. And when you take a stop, they can reach right where you are. I remember um, the gentleman here, Leo Striven. Uh, I don't know if I can pronounce his last name. This gentleman, um, he was the one that baptized Sean Boonstrom from the It Is Written. And this gentleman, I, 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 I watched him already, very powerful, and he shared a testimony of uh, when he used to live up in the Rockies, mountains, and how they were up there during Christmas. They live way up in the hills, where an Adventist supposed to live, or where Christian lives, away from the city. And right in the heart of preparing to have dinner, couple gunmen kicked the door down and came in and held them at gunpoint. And when they decided, they brought them in the garage. He was at the front, his dad, his mom, other siblings. And the guy had a shot, a, a cut-off shotgun. I don't know. The cut-off shotgun is the, the gun that you will fire and it will blast like, 10 shots at the same time. It, it spreads. So when you use a cut-off shotgun, you can kill a lot of people at the same time. So he lined them up in the garage, and when he pulled the trigger, nothing happened. The gun jammed, and he tried again, and his friend swore at him and took the gun and tried the same thing, and nothing happened. And the mom pop out from behind them and says, listen, it's holiday. We are going in to cook. Do you want supper? The long and short is, is how when we are under the bloodstained banner, God can protect us anywhere because the violence is around the world, everywhere you go, and it's going to get worse. What are we going to do? Is there a safe place that you can go and retire and say, I'm here now, I'm good? Is there anywhere? Anywhere you go, you have to pray and be vigilant. Anywhere. 
not only Jamaica, there's many places around the world that they will kidnap you. You heard about Haiti. You heard about Trinidad. They kidnap for ransom. You can't let your guard down anywhere because it's high time. The devil knows that the time is short. What are we going to do? Well, this morning, I want to turn to a few verses. I'll say from verses 1 to 10 in Hebrews chapter 11, the faith verse. And I think this is one thing that God's people struggle with a lot. We lack faith. We don't have the confidence in God. We have more confidence in things and what we can accomplish and what we need to get. I want to tell you this is really big because a lot of us know the story of Abraham. We know the story of Isaac. We know all these stories, Noah. But unless we have a real encounter with God, we don't really understand it. Because when it boils down to everything, we just want to be comfortable. We want vanity. Where is the sacrifice? What if God chose you for a powerful mission and the devil insists that he's going to kill you before and everything you own is taken away? If you could see the end picture, would you want to carry the gospel message still? If you could see that you're going to end up in jail, your wife is going to be taken, your children is going to be taken, and you're going to end up in jail, but you're going to be like a Peter in jail, a Paul in jail, where the angel of the Lord will come and free you and open the chain, break the chain in jail, and many people would be converted. Would you say, Lord, I would want it? Or would you say, no, 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 no. All I want is my family. No, 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 no. I don't want to have this. What would you say if you could see the end picture? Would you welcome it and say, yes, Lord, I'm in? Be honest with yourself. And that's when it's going to boil down to, are you faithful to God? Because, listen, if, if you said, okay, Lord, I'm willing still to go the way, regardless of the consequences, regardless of what I'm going to go through, I'm willing. If you could say that, then it meant that you understood that the God who gave you your wife, who gave you your children, is able to replenish, is able to raise them up even if they are dead. It meant that you understood the God of faith, the God whom we serve. But if we don't understand that, we're going to say, no, 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 no. Whatever, Lord, I can't deal with that. Don't put me through it. Use somebody else. And that lack of faith could cause you to go to a Christless grave. Because God is calling you and you refuse because your focus is on something else other than God. It's so easy, brethren, to be carried away 
and to get caught up. We see it over and over and over and over. We see it when Lot wife becomes a pillar of salt because she regretted leaving Sodom. She looked back and said, look what I had. Why am I going to this bush? Where am I going to the hill? Where, where are we going to live? Where are we going to eat? So it shows the lack of knowledge to evil people who know God. I know that when the angel visited Solomon Gomorrah, visited Lot, his wife was there and saw that the angel of the Lord came with the message. In other words, you go to church, we all go to church, we listen to the sermon, but we are not converted. When it comes to the real test, don't test me, Lord. No, 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 I'm good. You see, these are what going to make us and, and show who is with the horsemen or with the footmen. This is what going to define who need to be translated. It's not going to be, yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I'm Seventh-day Adventist. It's the test of time. And if we don't trust God, no. How are we going to pass the test? Think about it. What do you love most in your life? Is it your job? Is it your money you have in the bank? Or you may say, no, 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 I don't love none of those. I love God. But if you really love God and you know him, when the test of faith comes, it's going to test you where you're weak or where the love is. If you have lots of money like that rich man, he's going to tell you, go donate everything and come and follow me. And you're going to be like, I can't do that. What is going to pay my mortgage? What if? What if you wake up and there's a tragedy and the whole family died? Are you going to curse God and say, God, you're wicked? What if God decided to take your family that way so he can save them when the trump of the Lord shall sound? What if? What if you can just walk outside and say, Lord, you give it like Job. You give it and you take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, the only people that can understand the power of Christ and understand when you go through roughness is that God is working you down and sanding you down to be used when he's ready for you. If you can't get that, then it don't make sense to go to church. We're just fooling ourselves. A lot of us are going to die, and we're not going to accomplish the work that God called us to do because we want everything behind it on a platter. We want everything to be smooth in order for God to use us. We want God to say, okay, okay, you have the best job. Everything is working for you. Go do my work now. Where is the test? You know, um, last night, Bertrand, I was praying. And as you know, 
we expect some big things for this ministry. I don't know if you know, but there's some big things going to happen for this ministry, like huge. But the enemy is blocking us in every way. And one of the blockages, the finances, is blocking everything I touch personally or for the ministry. Everything that looks green, by the time I get to it, it starts to look red. Why do you think that is happening, brethren? It's because he knows the outcome and what is going to happen. He wants to discourage me for me to say, forget it. But I already told him, even if everything is blood red and I have, everything is taken from me, I'm not looking back. I'm, I'm, I'm giving my life to the Lord 100%. It doesn't matter what you do, Satan. So try something else. Yeah, that's the determination. Because it's the finance. So when I prayed about the finance and business and everything, there's two times we prayed and the Lord says, faith. The blockage is faith. If you don't have the faith, if I was to give button to Christ everything and give you everything you need, where would be the testimony? Where would be the testimony of faith? Do you want me to just hand you this thing in your hand? Or you want to have a testimony? And then the thought came to me, look at Trebian. When Trebian started, they had no money. You know what happened when Trebian started? There was time when they have a bill to pay and everybody shelled them. They sat there and don't know what to do. And the last minute, a letter appeared, a mail, with a check in it to pay the bill. Do you, have you ever read about Loma Linda when they started? When Loma Linda um, radio station, TV station started, they started in a barn. In a barn with some old cameras. Now they have state-of-the-art. They have a testimony. If we start this ministry and everything is a platter, and we don't have the struggle with the equipment falling apart, some people donate to the ministry for the equipment. Um, some people donate 6000 There's one person donate $12,000, $12,000 $12, But we have other expenses. We may have just five steady people that donate. We don't have a lot of people that donate, but we don't go begging because we are saying God by faith. We got an estimate just to upgrade the system we have so it doesn't break down because we have to add the money. We have to save the money in order to get a better equipment. And we have somebody come in last uh, Friday, Good Friday, to look over the equipment to see how we can be better because we're not efficient in broadcasting. It's hard. Unless you are there, you will see. And when we get everything, the guy look at it and go through everything and he's saying it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be probably thirty, thirty five thousand just to get the basic. And listen, a lot of people don't know. We give giving out a lot of money to families. So if we see somebody hungry and need some money, 
And we have 16,000 for the equipment right now. And we see somebody hungry. You think we're going to say, no, it's for the equipment. No, we're going to give to that person who is hungry. So the money will go down. It will depreciate. You know what I mean? We only have few steady givers. But at the same time, if somebody is hungry, like that young lady, we're paying her rent. Sometimes we have to send quarter of it or half of it. She's struggling. We got to do what we need to do. The expense. Where we are to rent the church, the expense now is double because of the COVID. And we have to be there on Sabbath now. So everything increased. So to run the ministry, all of a sudden the expense is higher, way higher now. The income doesn't really change. And we are not coming and begging, begging, begging. We are believing in faith. So I had to go to the Lord in prayer. And then I thought the Lord is going to say, listen, some money is on the way. Where you can pay for the equipment, you can do this. The Lord says, faith. The faith of the people are not strong. You, I'm not just going to give you because there has to be a testimony. Everything the Lord does, there's a testimony. If you are struggling and you're in the miry clay and it seems like nothing is happening for you, it's because that's where God wants you so he can have a testimony out of you to bless hundreds and thousands of people around the world. It's not going to wake up one morning and you see a bag full of gold at your door and you go and sell it and move to Beverly Hills. No, no, no. God don't work like that. It's the testimonies of how you pray. It's the testimonies like 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 um, uh, the, the gentleman there, um, and the atheist who used to be atheist. Um, his name will come to me. But what about him? When everything was taken from him, he was on a little breakdown farm inside, had no food. And when they pray, 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 they heard the doorbell rung. And when they opened the door, there was a basket of food outside in front of the door with nobody present. Who do you think brought that? The angel of the Lord. Because they weren't inside crying and saying, man, look what is happening, man. Where are you, God? God, you don't love us. Instead, they were giving thanks and said, Lord, we know you're going to send food. We don't know how you're going to do it. If manna is going to fall outside, we don't know how you're going to do it. Well, you know what? If they had gone outside and seen manna falling, oh, my goodness. You know how powerful that is? See manna falling in these days. It's not the children of Israel days. And you see manna falling? Come on, somebody. You know the powerful testimony you have? God is trying to tell us, in our suffering, we need faith. So we can have a testimony. That's how God works. There's nothing comes good and fast to any of his people for true faith. Listen, Father God, really help us now, Lord. I know we're late, but we've got to take 10 minutes more. Thank you, Lord, for blessing the word. In Jesus' name, listen. Hear what Hebrews 11 says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
is like you anticipate and you see the thing in the spiritual realm being there, but it's not really there, but it's there in faith. God is saying we need to have faith like this. If we are going to move and be used in the last days. Verse 2 says, For it, by it, the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That's too deep. That needs the next day to break down, like a sermon. You got to just scan through it. That God established the world through faith. We can speak on the thing coming to being, but it's hard for ordinary Christians to understand this. The whole church lacks faith. And it's not something you can go out and buy it. If we could buy faith, I will save up money, all my saving, I will go buy some. You can't buy that. Verse 4 says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gift, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Again by faith. When we do things and give, and we give from the heart, and we don't give for everybody to see that I did this, it's pointing us to a deeper conviction of the heart, that it's a heart problem. The faith is deep-rooted. I'm just scanning over these. Look by five. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Before translation, before the powerful movement, he pleased God. He don't go by sight. He pleased God. Well, look, listen how he pleased God. But, verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's saying, by faith, it is impossible to please God. If we don't have the faith, how can we please God where God will just tell like Enoch, just come home with me. You're talking with me and you're making things right. You're talking with me and you're walking and people are looking at you like you're crazy. But you believe I'm right beside you. You know what? Come home with me. Where are you going to see that faith now when things are rough and people are just complaining? Where are you going to see that faith now where people are just looking at the world instead of looking at Jesus? 
where are you going to see that faith now when material things is taking presidency, where the devil is attacking people's finances? Where are you going to see that faith now? Where is it? Where are you? Look at verse 7. By faith Noah being warned of God, of things not seen. Noah was told to build the ark. Yet things not seen. Yet move with fear. Prepare an ark to the servant of his house. By the wish he condemned the world and became heirs of the righteous which is by faith. I'll read the last verse here. By faith Abraham when he was called to go out unto a place which he should offer after receiving for an inheritance obey he went out not knowing whether he went by faith he sojourned in a land of promise and in a strange country dwell in the tabernacles with isaac and jacob the hearers with him of the same promise in other words god called him to offer his son and tell him where to go and he traveled all this distance it wasn't next door go next door and offer your your son so it's easy okay son let's go he just run next door and get it away fast he traveled. He had time to recant and say, forget this. He had time to, to sweat and go through some terrain, cut down trees and walk through the bush and hungry, experience some, some really tough time just to offer sacrifice, to please God. What is that saying to us? We lack faith so much, brethren. A lot of us not going to make it. Our earthly basket is going to be filled with earthly gifts, just like Lot's wife. But when it comes to going home, the Lord is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. This is real talk. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to many people because the evidence is that people are complaining. People don't understand that they are in a predicament because God wants you there so you can have a testimony. See, when the Lord showed me that last night, late, last night when you're sleeping, I went to God. I went to bed 1.30. When you're sleeping, I read Psalms 21. God gave me and said, that is your Psalms. Read that Psalms every day. God says, that's your Psalms. He will grant you the desire of your heart. And as I wrestle with God, I say, okay, God, let me see the desire of my heart, what I want. And I'm like reasoning with God. That's the faith. God wants you in a position where you reason with him and you put away the suffering, put away the miry clay that you're in because you're going to be in there if you're going to carry the gospel message. 
So it's either you call it out from now and say, God, I don't want to work for you. Just let me be a, a regular Christian. I'm done. And then you walk away. And then you can have what you need. You can have that job. You can have that car. You can have that husband. You can have that wife. You can have what you need. You turn down the work of God. God is preparing you and prepping you, and you can't take the fire. When he says, in order for you to come forth as gold, I got to put you in the fire and burn you. You're saying, Lord, could you bypass the, the, the process of gold and just, just take me out and use me? I don't want to go through this. Can we tell God what to do? You don't understand. I said, Lord, whatever you need to do to save me, do it. If you need to take away everything from me, do it. Whatever you need to do, do it, Lord. If you need to put me to the grave, do it. I'm not going to say, Lord, don't let me die, Lord. No, 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 I'm afraid of death. The only way you do that, unless you don't understand who God really is, you're lacking faith. We need to reparatorize. We need to go back and go back to the book. We need to go back to the word because we don't understand the power of faith. We don't understand the power of Jesus Christ. We need to go back as Christians. We're not doing it, brethren. We are surface. We're just playing church. When the real tests come, we're going to fail. And there's going to be no crown without any stars. We can't get there without any tests. We can't get there unless we come out of the miry clay. We can't get there unless we have tears. That's why in the last, when the Lord is going to wipe away the tears, and we're going to sing that song. The angel cannot sing that song. They haven't been there. They haven't been through the tribulation. You're going to learn a song that angels with the power can't learn. How are we going to learn that song? You think it's going to be sitting at home and watching TV? You think it's going to be lackadaisical about the work of God? You think it's going to get you anywhere or it's going to take some, some stress? It's going to take some weeping. It's going to take some burning off your knees in prayer, praying for the family, praying for button to Christ, praying that the gospel message will go further, praying for the Ontario Conference, praying that, that people will wake up, praying for the pastors around the world, that they will become powerful to finish the work. How do you think going to finish the work? How do you think it's going to finish? Are you getting it? Are you just criticizing the conference not doing this, the general conference, where our tithes are going? You're missing the whole point. I pray this morning that somebody will kind of get a glimpse of what it takes to be a Christian. Somebody will get a glimpse of, Lord, I want to be a Christian. In my heart, in my heart, as the song says, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. Not the way you carry yourself. Not the way you carry the biggest Bible. Not the way you go and sit at the front of the church 
and you dress so proper. Not that. In my heart, I want to be a Christian. It's impossible to please God without faith. I pray that somebody will consider what does it take to be free. Somebody will consider what does it take for me to go to heaven. Somebody will consider that whatever I'm going through, God ordained it. If you don't think God ordained what you're going through, repertorize. Go back to your life and see. This Christian walk, you think you see any roughness yet? What is it when you're going to run to the hills? You think it's going to be some nice terrain, everything is just hunky-dory? You're going to sleep under the tree with no blanket, with no Bible. You're going to be crying for six days straight. Are you, how are you preparing for that now? How are we preparing for that? If one little thing happened and we, we're crying and complaining to God, we're not ready for it. God is going to move us and bring in people who are soldiers, who are ready for the terrain, who are ready to say, Lord, bring it on. That's who God is going to use. Some people with backbone. He's going to put a lot of people to sleep because we are weak. We complain about what God is not doing. Where is God? God is still here. I pray this morning that somebody who is sleeping, wake up, brethren. Wake up before it's too late. The final analysis is about to happen. It's five minutes to midnight. Christ is about to come, and he wants to wake you and I up. Wake up before it's too late. May God bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you. Sorry for being so long this morning, but I got to bring the word. In Jesus' name, we'll now have the prayer request. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.